having a little party at the yacht club this Sunday. I'm christening my new sloop. Huh? Uh, what are you What are you doing this Bye. Sunday? No plans? Wait. How would you like to mow my lawn? Huh? I figure a college-bound fellow could use a, a few extra dollars, huh? <laughs> and uh, when you're finished, why don't you drop by the yacht club? Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Roll Out the Barrel, Season 2, Episode 2. We turn our attention back to Friday of the 2020 BGC at Geneva National. Joining us is Aaron Paris, Michael Warzala, and I'm Eric Schultz. Thanks for joining Roll Out the Barrel. We are back. Roll out the barrel. Season two, episode two. And today we uh, we get to look back, backwards, uh, as we set the clocks forward. Huh? How about that? Michael's here. Hello. Aaron's here. You, you got it. You got it. This is our special Daylight Savings Time podcast. I like the use of the pun um, there. Right we are the going to Thanks. talk about Friday, uh, potentially Saturday. We'll see how long we get through Friday. Um, but uh, before we kick off uh, our look back at the 2020 BGC at Geneva National, uh, what's going on in the news? Uh, I think uh, from the golf perspective, we got uh, we got Bryson DeChambeau, SMU grad, versus uh, Englishman Lee Westwood for the second straight week. Um, any any thoughts, feelings on that? Anybody watched Sunday last last week? And what about Sunday this week? Aaron, I'll let you go first since you know Bryson so well. Yes, I do. Uh, I have met Bryson a couple times. Uh, very strange fellow, as you might imagine from his personal. I think his... Uh, public persona is, is very matched with his personal side. But um, anyway, I think you guys personally know this anyway, but I am not a huge fan of Bryson's golf game. I will be cheering wholeheartedly for my man Lee Westwood from over the pond there. And uh, yeah, I, I watched a little bit last week, plan to watch some today, but we'll probably have most of my focus on the NCAA tournament. So we'll see. Exciting day in sports. Yeah, I think I, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I don't even know if Bryson's polarizing. Like, I don't know. Are there people who like him? I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't. I guess I respect what he's done. I mean, he's changing the game, and like they, they've talked about this week, he's played it totally different than last week, um, as far as trying to drive it as absolutely far as he can versus a little bit more surgical, like you have to be at Sawgrass. Um, so yeah, rooting for Westwood. I think that's just a good story in and of itself. Take Bryson out of it if Westwood could get it done. Um, but yeah, Bryson's just—I don't know—I don't see myself ever like really rooting for him. Uh, Did you guys notice at the end of the um, the end of the Palmer Invitational that the way he was thanking his sponsors in front of the camera felt a lot more like NASCAR than golf? Like I, I, I may, maybe so I've bad. heard. Maybe I've heard other people thank sponsors, but usually it's just the presence of the NetJets on the shirt and the Titleist hat or something. But to go through the laundry list of like the, you know, the, the Pennzoil Chevrolet uh, car and the, the uh, you know, the, the 
GoDaddy.com sponsor and you know, all that. I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but he, he rattled through like eight sponsors um, as opposed to like thanking his family or any, you know, his, his caddy or anybody else like in his support network coach. I think he got there eventually, but he went straight down the laundry list of like eight sponsors first, which felt, uh, I don't know, a, a little foreign, I guess, uh, for a golf interview. He just kind of sucks. Yeah. But I, I do think people underrate his the rest of his game outside of his driving. He is really, really good. Like his chipping, he had a chip yesterday that was unbelievable. Is he still using all of the same level clubs or same length clubs? Is that still, like, that was his big gimmick coming out. Like, is that still his thing, or did he change? As far as I know, yeah. That's why I think it's just so okay. hard to watch. I mean, his swing looks awkward to begin with, but then, yeah, you factor in the clubs and – I think when he makes contact to me, it just looks like he's not striking it well, and obviously is because it's going a mile. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of and then the putting stroke and taking a, putting aside all his personality, it's awkward. Take, taking taking his dear sweet time on every single shot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a flip it to the other side of the equation. Westwood uh, is is a nice story. I mean. It, you know, falling off the face of the earth from a golf rating standpoint to, you know, coming back with a more relaxed attitude. And, you know, it's nice to see him kind of loosely playing golf. I do notice, like, it happened a little bit yesterday, happened Sunday last uh, last week, where he gets a little a little wimpy with the putts. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't quite get there. They, they break. Like, he doesn't have the confidence to get them to, to, to the cup. Um I hope he can overcome that, uh, you know, because like for most of the week, wow, like he hit that putt on 18 last week, though that was unbelievable. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that, that one was good. But I'm talking about like the the 10 footers, the eight foot, like like he had a, quite a few that just kind of like not half hearted efforts, but like putting scared. Like it looked it looked like me putting out there, I guess, which is an, oh, a, a compliment. What are our thoughts on wife caddy, like? Is that a relationship you would ever want to have? I, I think my uh, wife would just walk if, off the back. If he's if, if he's in the, the final pairing, you know, regularly, I, I think maybe he should have started sleeping with his caddy <laughs> years ago. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, I think we'd be so, remiss to not mention probably the next closest pursuer of the two, Justin Thomas. If he were to win, that would be quite a story. He seems to have gone through quite a bit uh, his own doing in the last couple months. Yeah. He was on fire yesterday. And despite the clear misstep, I don't know anybody who doesn't like Justin Thomas, I think. Yeah, I think uh, for better or for worse, you know, his golf game had cooled off and then, you know, that incident pops up. And I don't know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, can climb back out of it. Um He's an entertaining golfer to watch and one of those guys that, uh, I don't know, seems to seems to flourish on the big stage more times than not. So if you can get it going on the players, and uh, I don't know if you guys saw the, the Westwood uh, interview where they just said, you know, is this the biggest, you know, would this be your biggest win in your career? And he goes, well, he kind of danced around and he goes, well, you know, yes. Like he, he took a breath. He was like, yes, the, this would be the, the largest tournament I've ever won. Um, so we'll see if he can get it done uh, on, on the big stage, but it should, should be fun. Um, pulling for Westwood as well. I think it's nice to see him back too, because he'll be 
it seems as though he'll be on the Ryder Cup team again. And, that, you know, he's always kind of – obviously, we cheer for the U.S., but he's always kind of been a stalwart You, you cheer there. for the U.S.? I bought a I bought a neutral I color rider cup shirt don't. in the last I don't one. Know. Okay. I just root for the not. Swedes if they're in it. Let's not go there. Yeah. Yeah. Nor- a Norwegian. Mm-hmm. Any any of the, the Nordic countries. Uh, at- uh, Who's the greatest Sorensen? Nordic golfer? Hendrix. Yes, yeah, it's Annika. Jesper. Which uh, we didn't talk oh, about her last go. week, but uh, making the cut after not starting a tournament for 12 years was incredible. Like her, her cut making ratio was like 97.4%, which is just insane. Um, that was so weirdly stated. Let's get, let's, let's get back to uh, our, our tournament. <laughs> Thank you a lot for the of, transition. A lot of decent little sticks in our tournament, too. There is a lot of decent <laughs> little sticks. <laughs> okay. no, not on, not right. on this well, call. Um, not on this call. The main purpose of, of this week's pod is to look back uh, on 2020. And as we do so, um, let's let's just set the stage. It's um, uh, the year is 2020. The pandemic is raging. We find a little seam where we think... Uh, case numbers are going to be good enough to get uh, a golf tournament off. We had amazing commitment uh, for people to come into uh, Lake Geneva, and um, you know, and, and whether it was um, by extra long drives or not sharing rooms or whatever, like accommodations were made to be there and uh, we get there most people show up Friday uh, which is a little different a lot of people usually come come Thursday but Friday was the day that that people kind of showed up and then I think when we got to the course it was maybe twofold nice to see everybody but also uh, kind of kind of chaos Um, it was hard to find carts Uh, it was busy to say the uh caddy or not caddies but the, the uh golf staff they had a rough a rough day on friday for sure at, at, uh, and I, I, know, I know i know there had been some i know there had been some weather and i'm assuming like most places they probably had laid off um some employees when it was slow but then golf was one of the few things that was raging back quickly as far as a you know, uh, uh, something people could do. So they got very busy and maybe weren't full staffed. I'm, try- I'm trying to find the benefit of the doubt to give them. Um, three courses, managing it from one single point of contact is already, you know, tougher logistics than, than most places. Um, their member versus non-member setup is a little bit different as well, where they have the exclusive driving range area. They have the exclusive carts. Um but it was it was a little bit of a scramble for for everybody because we're trying to get in, we're trying to you know do a little welcome deal uh, outside. Um, we hand out the swag bags, uh, we get people to the range and and try to get them ready to to compete. And um, I remember I, I walked to the range without a cart. I, I know you guys took a long time looking for a cart. We were one of the last, I think, the last tee time um, of the Most day. Most people went to the range uh-huh. without golf. That was, that yeah. was rough. 
Yeah, that was the other thing. You, you weren't allowed to, to carry your clubs down, oh. and yet they couldn't get your clubs down. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're dropping them so in, front. You're, in front you're talking about, because I, 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 yeah. I didn't have an issue grabbing my clubs and walking them down, but they didn't have a cart for them to right. be on, so... Um, yeah, that, that was that was unfortunate because it wasn't a great first impression. Um, you know, the weather was starting to get a little a little dicey, uh, overcast. But fun to be on the range, fun to see everybody uh, meet the, the couple new faces and, and Eric Adams and, and Michael Petey. Um, you know, and, and it was there was still a good feeling. Like I know I was a little apprehensive eating outside, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, trying to mix and mingle, but remain socially distanced. Um, but yeah, the cart the cart stress definitely added on there. I didn't feel like I got a chance to focus on golf until we got to the first tee, and then at that point it was like, okay, here here, here we go. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think yeah. we obviously we have been keeping our eye on the weather for weeks, then especially the days leading up, and this was supposed to be a good day, and then all of a sudden it was just kind of changing and. We, the three of us were obviously in that last group and going off. It's like, man, we're going to be probably in rain the whole time, which we were. So just looking at that and uh, you know, trying to get everyone together at the start. And we, I, I drove in, like you had said, a lot of us drove in that day. Some hadn't. So, yeah, I, I think all in all, it, it, it went off well. Um, I think the fact that uh, the great team got off such a great start didn't hurt for us. But... Uh, yeah, it was nice to see everybody, as you said, that, that, that more than anything. Yeah. Michael, do you want to go through uh, what the pairings were and what the, the, the tea time? Do you have that? We don't have a lot of information because of the monsoon uh, rains that came down and destroyed most of the uh, the scorecards. Yeah. Uh, All of the score. Yeah, we, we, have no, we have no scorecards to reference. We have the final score of six of the eight matches. We obviously know who won all eight matches, but there's, there's a couple we don't even have, have the final uh, tally for. But, yeah, we, we have uh, the pertinent info that we need. Um, do, we, do, we, do we make it a point to get to these places a day before, grab scorecards, and go get them laminated? <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Yeah. What a help. <clears throat> yeah, might, ha- might have to. Uh, but, yeah, let's, let's, go, let's go through the, the matches. Well, uh, maybe, maybe we can pause after each one and talk about why we put them together and what the thought process was. Yeah, match one. Uh, you, you put out uh, Brad and Logan, and the gray team uh, countered with Barry and Stan. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you what, what my thought process was pretty easy. Brad, Brad was my igniter from uh, 2019. Um, I think he let us out all three days and uh, was very successful at uh, Galena. And I knew he maybe had played these courses before or, you know, wasn't as necessarily as familiar, uh, certainly, as he was in Galena. But um, my hope was was to get Logan started early, uh, who had been playing some good golf um, with a steady presence of, of somebody like Brad, who just puts it down the middle more times than not. So um, I, I liked that when I put it together. I thought that was a great uh, kind of... Uh, leading the parade, you know, torchbearer for, for the blue team. Yeah. I, backing up and looking at the whole lineup, uh, we, we certainly had it easier having eight guys who were coming back. We had, you had both of the, the newcomers. So you knew they were good players, but you just, you didn't know personality. You didn't know exactly how they played. So having to put those matchups certainly probably put you behind the eight ball a little bit. 
Um, so for us, it was pretty easy to, to throw Barry and Stan out there right away. They had taken it to us as blue team members the year before uh, the, the day that they went out. Um, we had looked at a couple of different potential first groups, um, Rob being included in it, being being as good a player as he is. But it just ultimately came back to really kind of setting a setting a tone by putting the, the, the two two of the three uh, three I think we had three blue blue players uh, come over to gray, uh, putting them out first, and we knew they'd play well. They play well together, and uh, it, it definitely did go that way. Uh, I don't know anything that happened in that match, but we were able to take it four and three. Yeah. That's all you got to say on that? No, I, well, I just, I, in my mind, I'm thinking through the um, betrayal of the blue player. I guess I never registered with me when I looked at the lineup. It was just, okay, here, here we go. And, you know, here, you know I, I didn't really look at the context of you throwing back two of my most successful um, players in my face, flaunting it uh, to start. So I'm just processing that. Oh, well, we did. Aaron, I think you, we that definitely went into our, our thought process. Okay. That was absolutely okay. in the thought process, yes. But we looked at it too, like we kind of we had a lot of personality related pairings, I think, and and so over the three days we said, all right, you know, who's going to match up well both in game and personality, and so you know, Stan and Barry obviously being old friends, and you know that one made a ton of sense. It was pretty easy. We knew that we wanted them to play together at some mm-hmm. point, and we thought day mm-hmm. one would be it. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good point because as, as I said again, you we knew that everybody knew each other at least at least from this event, and so putting them together, it was going to work. And um, you know, you it just felt a little more mix and match uh, for you. Uh, one one group that we had in in match two that I think kind of came together last in our planning maybe was we put out Rob with Jim Petey. And you countered with Derek and Jared. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't have really any recollection of, of, of why Derek and Jared, other than they knew each other, they were familiar with each other, similar um, in some aspects of their game. But I think it was more of a comfort, ease them in, utilize them later to match up with some of the unknowns um so i think you know as we get further down the lineup um i think it was harder for me to fill it out as you mentioned just not knowing uh what michael pd or uh eric adams is bringing to the table and so i was thinking you know i could i could pair those guys together and just hey good luck out there um and just see how that one match set goes but ultimately, I ended up uh, breaking them up. But I, I, I felt pretty good about matches or groups one and two. Um, now match, match two ended up all square. Aaron, I don't know if yeah. you remember getting any kind of report back from Rob, Derek, and Jared on, on how that match went. But all square, obviously, uh, we, we hadn't had many all square matches in the history of the BGC going to that. Was, that was one of our first team ones, I believe. I remember right, I think Jared, and I could be way off on this, but I think Jared made a big putt on eight or nine to, to make that happen. But I thought it was a good pairing by you, Eric. I mean, they, they, they are similar in some ways. 
I think Jared, it's a little longer, but uh, obviously, personality-wise, they're very familiar with them. Yeah. And actors, I look back, as crazy as it sounds, that, that was the first all-square match in team competition in BGC history. That is kind of bizarre. Especially doing it two days. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Matt. <laughs> yeah, you got... Uh, I haven't deleted the BGC in all-squares, by the way. I've got, I've got three. You have... Out of... Stan's got three as well. And Rob and Jared also have three. One of them. You guys, uh, against me. You guys lead the way. Oh, uh, as we jump there to the go. third match, um, that was a matchup of Mark Schultz and Michael Petey versus Dan Krebsbach and Brent Schultz. I remember being excited about when this uh, was released. I mean, to get a, a, a Mark versus Brent matchup in day one, <clears throat> you know, that was that was pretty exciting. And then I, I think generally, I thought that this match was going to be pretty evenly matched um, based on <clears throat> the profile of golfers that we put together. And I wasn't exactly sure what Michael was bringing to the table, other than um, knowing he was a good stick and. Um, likely uh, going to bring length to the group um and then you know going against dan and brent that you know felt felt like a pretty pretty square matchup and it was the one match you won on the day uh blue took it <clears throat> four and two mm-hmm. um yeah dan and brent um jumping ahead a little bit they were at least able to to even it up by winning later but we'll talk about it in a second so it was um yeah i mean the they had played on previous BGCs. They were teamed up before. Uh, I think we all know those guys. And, and Aaron brought up personality a couple times. We wanted to try to get uh, both of them matched up with someone who could bring out the best in them and worked a little bit, maybe not as much as we wanted. Um, but yeah, it was certainly a big win for you to at least get that one blue flag on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a long way of saying. Do we, do, do we, do Brent, we really not have any information game. on our own match? Huh? Do we really not have any information on our own match? What do you mean? I mean, I, I, I'm looking at the spreadsheet you had sent out. Um, all those red. That we we don't have we have the final score. We we don't. It just happened. Right. It just happened to be red. Yeah, we can jump to match four. I mean, the, the much anticipated uh, Eric and Eric team <laughs> versus uh, Aaron and myself. Aaron, what, what what were you thinking going into that match? Is he gone? Maybe he's really reflecting really, before he's really thinking. Um, uh, so I can tell you this: the um, uh, so when I was when I was making the pairing, it was kind of a coin flip between Michael Petey and uh and eric adams and what it came down to was i just said who's got the better short game because that's where i'm going to need to be picked up and not that it was a team event or anything along those lines but that was you know ea stepped up and said you know i I like i like my short game and so um that's why he jumped in uh this last pairing and uh and and michael went with uh my dad in match three so that was the reason that, that Eric and Eric got paired together, but I'm sure 
captain, vice captain, or co-vice captain in the last group. Uh, Aaron, did you have some strong opinions on the? Uh, yeah. On when you saw that parent. Sorry, I was here the whole time. Against Eric and Eric. But, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was interesting to see. We, you know, obviously try to anticipate what you would do, and, and taking a new a new person kind of under your wing, and, and really on the first tee, you know, Eric Adams stepped up there and striked it right down the pipe, and we we're like, oh boy, this could get a little dicey, uh, especially after I roped one into the woods. But uh, Michael saved us, and uh, really the whole front nine, Mike played well enough to to make that work for us. Um, but Michael and I were really it was about for us it was about redemption because we had lost both matches the year before, despite feeling pretty good about ourselves going in. Um, so we put ourselves in the exact same spot and thankfully uh, came out on top both times. Yeah, it, it, we've definitely put some pressure on ourselves. Uh, Eric, you've mentioned this numerous times when you look back at the results from these last couple of years and you just kind of, you just pick a, a match here or there and if they go a different way, obviously it swings the whole thing. And as Aaron just said, two years ago in 19 we felt good going against uh mike crumweedy and and stan and they just rolled us and we did yeah. not expect to go zero and two in those two matches on day one and, and if we at right. least go one and one that, that could change the whole event yeah I, I i i'm having a hard time remembering much about this match other than i think i just started blocking shots to the right and I was really trying to figure out how to get that back. Cause I do remember being on an adjacent fairway a, a couple times, including, uh, you know, the, the comebacker hole next to the first hole there, whatever one that is. Um, that was, that was kind of, uh, I guess, oh, I guess that is this, the second hole. I remember blocking a shot to the right and being in between those two. And so I, my, my swing wasn't in a good place. Um, though I felt pretty good on the range and that kind of stuff, but I remember struggling around the front and uh, I think Eric kind of kept us as close as we could be, but we just didn't have the firepower to, to, to take a point or a half point. The final was three and one. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was the best nine I played all weekend for sure. Um, yeah. Which was a, a, certainly a great way to start. Uh, yeah. It, it's tough. I mean, the, the range, yeah, so the earlier groups obviously had gotten through much further in their match than we did when the rain started. I mean, think it started raining on two at the yeah. late at the latest, and uh, you know it was it was manageable and bearable for for most of that nine. But by the end, uh, it was definitely uh, impacting our games. Well, you know, it's manageable if you had a member card and was able to 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 cover your uh, your clubs as opposed to. Uh, you know, having the slappy cart that could could barely get up the hills, and uh, and our clubs were soaked. So um, I think you know, advantage gray certainly there, and, and you know, but you know, uh, it is what it is. Um, even if it's not a fair playing field, we need to overcome those things. So now I, I don't have a ton of recollection on, on on the front nine other than just kind of being frustrated with directionally not being able to dial it in, like making good clean contact and, you know, having what I felt like was a decent compact swing, but was putting myself mostly blocked right with my miss uh, all day on Friday. Yeah. Uh, then we moved to, to Stableford uh, on the back nine, which always proves to be a tricky format. I think it's honestly the toughest format because you're, 
you're counting. Whatever you do does count. Uh, obviously, Chapman, uh, you know, a lot of your shots play when we, when we get to Saturday, but your score counts in some regards in Stableford, uh, so there's definitely pressure. Yeah. There's scorekeeping issues. There's a, it's a new format for a lot of a lot of guys, and then you factor in it was starting to become a downpour, downpour and, and sideways wind. Uh, definitely proved for a, a difficult late afternoon. Yeah, I think when we envisioned Stableford as a format, we thought there would be a lot more birdies, um, the occasional eagle, <clears throat> as opposed to most people winning with bogey or par. Um, so it really, really, you know, ends up being same as four ball, but adding your scores together with an extra emphasis bonus on, on a birdie um, or certainly eagle. But uh, switching it to match play, like this has been the most fluctuated format but I, I think it i think it works i think it's good uh it is tough uh just going down the scores quickly <clears throat> brad and, and logan versus barry and stan barry and stan winning four and two um that doesn't shock me i mean if they, they didn't have it going early in four ball you, you rarely pick it up in stableford i think that's the one thing i think on friday versus saturday saturday's got a and b um two very different formats and and you can kind of shake it off and, and start over whereas four ball and stableford it doesn't feel that much different you get a clean slate but i think the intensity just gets cranked up a little bit so very rarely with the exception of match three and seven um uh do you see big swings between who wins the first one and, and who wins the second um you know it's it's hard to get that big a change so match six Derek and Jared Rob and Jim what what that what what happened with that one do we not just gray one we don't we don't have the final yeah score. we don't have the final score what I remember about that is we were only on like our third or fourth hole it felt like maybe fifth and all of a sudden Derek and Jared like came riding up to us in a cart I thought that's right and he's like yeah Rob Rob was unbelievable it's over they beat us that's, that's all I remember <laughs> that's right that's right, that's right. And then, yeah, as you as you said, there was a there was a, a pretty big swing from match three to match seven, where Dan and Brent were able to turn around and, and win four and two themselves over uh, Mark and Michael. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if Michael's <clears throat> well. I don't want to say that it's because Michael was was playing this this new format and trying to to get a feel for it, but it, it's so hard to tell with the way that that weather was coming down. It, it anything could happen. You could have some big numbers. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm sure Michael's not adverse to playing in rain, but that wasn't a warm rain. No. Um, <clears throat> and you saw that come through in, in match eight with uh, with Eric and uh, you know certainly me and, and you and Aaron. But <clears throat> as we as we talked through that one, I, I I do remember even myself thinking like, oh, let's just get this over with. Um, but we have to finish it. Like I never never wavered from unless there was lightning, you know, striking that we weren't going to finish the match. Um, and poor Eric Adams, um, you know, just, just not having, uh, um, you know, the, the, uh, having to be used to colder driving rain, that kind of stuff, you know, kind of, uh, being from Tennessee, I felt, felt bad. Like he was, he was not enjoying himself on Friday. Um, and had kind of asked the question, like, do we have to finish? And me as the crazy person, like, uh, the, uh, the, 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 
the pastor priest from Caddyshack just uh, driving forward saying, no, no, yeah, we'll, we, we got, we got, we got to finish. And like, just trying to put on a brave face is what it felt like. Um, as my clubs are completely soaked, I have no cover on them at all. Like um, no rain gloves, like just <clears throat> doing what I can to make solid contact and advance the ball to kind of just keep eating up holes. Um, you know, certainly trying to make putts and do whatever we can around the green, but it was just like, get to that point and then get to the next one. And um, I do remember uh, Gates with the umbrella, you know, providing whatever, whatever comfort he could. <laughs> Uh, and, and, uh, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't unappreciated, but, um, I don't know if it, if it, if it ended up, uh, giving us any kind of boost or not, but it was nice to have them out there. It felt like misery loves company. We're not completely insane for being out here. If we had been by ourselves, I think maybe we would have been having some of those conversations about, cause it was that bad. It was that bad on, on hole 16 or so with that long par five, the water, and that could be the, the hole that, uh, Aaron and you so fondly remember me, uh, have, you know, having a shot in our pocket and trying to go at the green 240 out and driving rain. Um, but uh, no, no regrets. I think at that point it was it was as quickly as we can get through these holes uh, was also on my mind. Yes, I wanted to win, but it was also freaking freezing. Well, this, this is a real a real testament to to Eric Adams for his his first experience <clears throat> in the BGC. <clears throat> going from me looking over seeing him shivering in a cart why do why am i here what is this to and we'll talk a lot more about eric in the next couple sessions to him being having a great time one of the biggest cheerleaders for the bgc we have uh was was quite an arc to see because that was rough like uh, it was one of the last places i think anyone would really want to be and uh it's great yeah. to see that change in a couple days <clears throat> I, I agree. I, I had genuine concern that he was not having a good time. And, uh, you know, I knew we weren't going to have some of the other ancillary stuff that comes with the tournament that we talked about last year about the coat and tie dinner and all these things that really kind of make it the camaraderie portion of it. So I, I was I was genuinely concerned as as he's, you know, potentially having hypothermia next to me. Um, and you'd never met and, him. Uh, and I never, never met him. Like, and, and I was like, boy, he just—he's not having—he's not having a good time. Like, he—he he, he, it was funny. He was—he was apologizing for not playing well. And he's just not used to the weather and all these things. And I just said, no, 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 don't, don't, don't worry about it. Let's just you know, do the best we can and, and move forward. These aren't—these aren't, these aren't I normal think, uh, <coughs> circumstances. Hold on. I so I, I was, I was from Eric when he saw Jerry Gates pull up and he goes, "What the hell are these guys doing out here? Like, good God, take it into the house." <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, hey, that led toward yeah. Gates's yeah. man of war. That was the start, I think, of that. That's true. That's true. Because I think looking looking back on that, uh, both days, and, and Saturday turns bad, too. Um, him being out there with the umbrella, with a cigar or whatever, like, that was, that was cool. It was good to have him there. It, it added to my enjoyment of the experience of having a gallery and uh and to do it with those circumstances um you know it was admirable I, I i appreciated it but aaron we talked we talked a little bit about uh the, the last match do you have any other recollections we talked a little bit about me going for it uh from 240 out and like the downpour rain trying to hit a three yeah, wood i don't think, I think you actually it maybe water. 
70 yards. And then you sprayed one up. Anyway, yeah. No, the only memory I have was Michael and I were like, okay, if we just make bogeys, you know, we can end this thing. And then I think you staved this off one extra hole. You or Eric, or I guess it would have been a combination of that. Um, I don't have the, I don't mean, what was the final score? Oh, we don't know. Well, I think, we I don't think know. We no, we really, 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 really embarrassing. embarrassing something. <clears throat> Whatever it is, yeah, it was it was miserably cold and nasty and awful. But hey, two and up from the gray side. So did we? Did we? Did we? I'm thinking about that. Did we? Did we skip a whole? We might have skipped like 18, right? Like was it? I was it over before 18? Yeah, I, I think so. I don't think we would have played them for fun. That's for sure. No, no. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, Friday was 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 tough. I remember being very glad it was over. Um, being very concerned when I saw the score after after the front. Like, boy, I, I I certainly didn't provide any spark. Clearly, nobody else on the blue team got it going, with the exception of the lone single point from Mark and uh, Michael PD in match three. We knew we, had, we knew we had a mountain to climb, that's for sure. And um, Friday night, getting back to the hotel, having some uh, some spotted cow sitting around like that was that was nice. That was really a, a nice way to end the day, and we could kind of commiserate with uh, how Hot awful the weather was fantastic. that day. That was but, one of the best uh, showers of all time. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember <clears throat> wringing out my clothes and spreading them out over whatever upholstered chair they had there, and just. Amazing shower, <clears throat> amazing to get out and, and finally kind of lounge and, and do some of the stuff that we enjoy because the golf wasn't enjoyable that day. Well, my, um, my experience is a little different, actually. I got back, checked into the room, was getting ready to take a shower, and I heard a knock at the door. And when I got there and opened it, it was... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I, I want... I, I need a little more suspense here. So, long day golfing. Uh, who who was it, Michael? Was it the, the cleaning lady? Was it... Was it front desk? Somebody thought was some somebody interested? Uh, 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 maybe you were being pursued. What? I who who was that? Who was that? I, I opened the door. Yes. There was a tall young man holding his bag, saying, "I guess I'm supposed to stay with you." And it was it was my teammate Dan Krebsbach. Um, ah. And so it so it did get romantic. It, it, well, well, we, we probably should leave it there. Um, but it was, it was a surprise and <laughs> we'll leave it there. Why did I not know this story? This is so good. <laughs> we both had single rooms and they told them, nope, you're staying in room, whatever my room number was. And, wow. you know, he, he didn't fight it that hard. He's like, all right, you know, it works for me. Do you think maybe, I mean, we can get into this uh, in the next pod, but do you think maybe... It was a request and not even, you know, well, this is speculation, but it it is. We don't want to speculate. I mean, we we worked it out and, you know, we switched from one bed to the the other. You know, Uh, (laughs) we, he, Dan ended up getting his own room and, and, uh, you know, we didn't speak the rest of the weekend. Gotcha. So it wasn't a planes, trains, and automobiles type. uh, Those aren't pillows. (laughs) No, no. <laughs> nope. Uh, okay. 
All right. Well, that's that's good. I, I that would have been uh, that would have been an interesting conversation to be a fly on the wall when you're unwinding and maybe disrobing, and then the young Dan Krebsbach uh, shows up at your door. What do you do? Um, <clears throat> I think we got a, a good amount of content on a Friday for not having all the information. Do we want to punt and do Saturday uh, another time? Uh, yeah, we, we, we cut, it took a, it took us a while to cover that ground. Uh, yeah. Six and a half. Well, we got six and a half. One got and through. Half. Yeah, six and a half. One and a half. That was a, a hill that had to be climbed. Uh, there was some rah-rah speeches. Uh, there's definitely some some stuff on Friday that you know looping in Logan was was helpful. I think we were able to pair some stuff together. Uh, but we can we can dive into that when we talk about Saturday because our mindset was got to make moves and. Like it probably took some pressure off, to be honest. Um, and I think we, we, we executed on Saturday. It was, it was a fun day. Yeah, made a charge for sure. All right, well, let's cover that uh, in the next installment. And um, maybe look out for, I think we're going to do a NCAA tournament. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Aaron, you want to take the lead on that? Sending something out just to, you know, basic ESPN or CBS or something. Uh, standard type pool. Think just for fun on this one, although we could kick some cash in maybe on the Masters or something like that. But uh, yeah, be on the lookout this week for uh, something from me, guys. And go Jayhawk. Awesome. Uh, that's great. Everything but that last part you threw in looks sounds great. Um, I think Iowa State's going to play Marquette in like an exhibition game. So that'll be fun. They're so bad in football. Well, Marquette, both have good, I mean, storied football history. You guys could meet Tradition. right there at yeah. Lake Geneva yeah. and play. So. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Um, yeah. Dubuque maybe is closer. I'm sure they have some kind of small convention center down by the river. Uh, not a lot of fans interested, even if there wasn't COVID restrictions. Um, yeah, no, NCAA tournament should be fun. Got some golf today. Thanks for spending your morning with us. Uh, and, uh, we'll chat, uh, we'll chat again soon. Sounds great. See you guys. guys.